I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. So would you like to see one of those heads? Would you all like to see one of those heads? <laughs> it's in the box! It's in the box! <laughs> Nora needs to, like, take a few steps down. Oh, I she mean, does. she's a little highly strong. Like, even from the beginning, you're like, she's not going to do very well here. <laughs> she just looks like she's twitchy and nervous. She shouldn't be there. No one should hand her a gun. That's ridiculous. She's a plant. Yeah. She's a bit much. Or or everybody else needs to take a step up or something. (laughs) Get on her level. The the doctor's like, would you like a sedative? And she's like, no. Like, I think you need one. I mean, really. Please take one for the love of God. They're all such interesting characters. Yeah, I mean... I, the only one I can't get into is the uh, Miss Bridges or whatever. Like, she doesn't have much she doesn't going do a lot. on. What is she no. doing? But at one point, I did see this, and now this needs to be canon. Because when, um, uh, when oh, oh, what's her name? Mrs. Lauren walks in to the party. I noticed that she's checking her out. Like, at one point, she, checked, she <laughs> checks out her breasts for a very long time. So I'm saying she's a lesbian, and it just needs to be canon. Everybody's gay in this movie. That it's, makes her more interesting. I mean, Lance. Come on. Who names a guy Lance? Lance Schroeder. That's a gay porn star name. Come on. It is. It is. Please. Starring Lance Schroeder and Rod <laughs> Mick. I don't know. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Four cocks for the football jock. And it's like, yeah. Like, Narrated by Mr. Vincent Price. <laughs> he was hard up for cash late in the 70s. and was like, what do I do? And like, How about some tasteful pornography? It's an Deep auto. Throat was a huge hit. So yeah. <laughs> I'll build my audience this way. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Everything went downhill when Nixon left office. <laughs> but then... Here comes Michael Jackson with that offer to narrate Thriller, and I become a big star again. <laughs> Good for him. I know. Oh, Vinny. Good for him. Also, apparently bisexual, so... That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. His daughter has, has said so. so. And wouldn't she there know? There we go. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Hopefully. Did she, did she, like, walk in on him, like, blowing some dude or something? <laughs> like, how does she know? Because I can't imagine, like, a parent just... Being like, and by the way, before I go, I want you to know, I'm bisexual. I sucked a lot of cocks. I regret nothing. Robert, Robert Mitchum and I were quite the pair. <laughs> Biggest cock I've ever seen. Choked me to death. That's why I'm on my deathbed right now. <laughs> Anthony Perkins and I spent quite a year together. We went to Cabo. We went to Fire Island. It was magical. Dab Hunter joined along, and oh, what a fun threesome that was. God, that'd be fucking hot. My God, men were men back then. You know, oh. you could do things, and it wasn't it wasn't gay. You were just appreciating each other's bodies, <laughs> just like it was in World War Two. 
sucked a lot of cocks then too. <laughs> but it wasn't gay. You did what you had to to get by. Hashtag no homo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm glad our our humor has grown so much in 100 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Or has it just devolved? I'm not sure. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Everything else has devolved this week, so why not? Oh, God. Oh, man. Listen, y'all got to watch out because we're on our soapbox now. Things are not good. Things are bad. Things are not good. No. It's it's ugly. Ugly out there for a pimp. (sighs) For a pimp? (laughs) For a woman? For literally anyone? Anyone? For a gay? (laughs) That's not a white heterosexual cis old ass man who's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just like or, you know what or i don't like amy you. coney or amy coney barrett who apparently oh <laughs> things well, are going great for her yeah apparently. she's yeah that, that fucking asshole god so oh. yeah the original plan was to cover both the og movie and the remake yeah. but i did not have the brain power for it so here we are <laughs> just covering well, the original film you know that remake is a bit of a thinker and uh <laughs> <laughs> you really gotta dig into that yeah what's that giant cgi mass mean like what does that represent oh, is it you know oh, it's like like the the weird dark blob that just envelops mm-hmm. everything that it comes into it's mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. and, like faces popping and they're like hello you didn't think you'd see me again did you i'm a much ghost like now. the su- much like the supreme court yeah yeah the, literally just... <laughs> that film is a metaphor for the supreme court yeah you didn't know I that, did so. you? You didn't know that, did you? <laughs> That's why they remade it. They're like, I've got a concept. It's a little lofty, but mm-hmm. hear me out. Picture it. <laughs> you gotta have a gimmick. I mean, it takes place inside a mental hospital, so most of these people yeah, should be yeah. in one, I believe, because mm-hmm. they're nutty <laughs> it's true. as a fruitcake. A little, I don't know, nutty. A little nutty. <laughs> Oh man! Boy, I, the, the the twist should just be that like Nora has been playing the whole thing the whole time, and you know she's. <laughs> why did I do it? Why? Why? <laughs> I'll tell you why, Miss Thang. <laughs> Sit down, Vincent Price. I'll tell you why. Let me grab my slides. <laughs> I'm the one with the gun with the blanks, but just pretend <laughs> like it's real for a second. <laughs> I like the power I have with a gun. This film is very anti-gun. I think. I think it's an anti-gun film. I think so. I mean, like, don't they do nothing. It does nothing. These yeah. people's hands. <laughs> Those little coffins are look really cute, though. But it's like, a metaphor. You know, if you use this gun, yeah. that's where you'll be. A coffin. Yep. Six feet under. Yeah. I'll be right behind you in the hearse, okay? <laughs> don't let that worry you, Annette. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going there. We're going there because it's our 100th episode. Of we course. I mean, every... <laughs> we have to. By law, People would it be a homos and haunted hill episode if we did not have at least one drop dead gorgeous quote thrown it in there? I don't think wouldn't. so. You you would feel wrong and naked and afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or a nice Valerie Cherish moment. Yeah. Maybe or we do. A Sally need to Field. See that. We do. Yeah. We maybe, maybe maybe yes yes. A nice Sally Field montage. Daniel, 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 Daniel. I can't be here. The whole time. I can't be at the haunted hill, Daniel. <laughs> Save me. Save me. Would you like to see one of those heads? Would you all like to see Watch one with... of those heads? Watch with all these ghosts. What is this? The goddamn San Diego Zoo? <laughs> He's trying to kill me. <laughs> that... M- Mr. Lawrence. That, go... <laughs> that ghost peed out my begonias. 
Jesus. Sally Field, you know, if this was made like 15, 20 years later, she would have been great as no no. I think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. If only. It would have been a nice made-for-TV version, and it would have been great. Jessica Walter is Annabelle Lauren. Oh, she wouldn't. That would be great. Oh, God. Although Carol Omart is, like, really good in this. Okay. I forgot how, like, fabulous I, she is in this I movie. Was, I, I've, I've always been shocked that she didn't go on to, like, have a huge career. Like, she did Spider yeah. Baby, like, 15 years after this. And that was mm-hmm. kind of it. I'm like, what? wait, why? She's fantastic. Yeah. Just the way she, like, walks into a room. Like, there's oh that moment where she's wearing that, like, ball gown dress type oh. thing. And she just walks in and just, like, owning the entire room. Owning it. It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. I, I'm not going to lie. As a young gay... I was fascinated by her and her nightgown, and I was like, I want to mm-hmm. walk around a creepy house in a weird, flowy n- nightgown and just, like, look around scared and shit. I was like, this just looks like fun. Mm-hmm. And then I mm-hmm. saw the nightgown again last night watching it, and then I was like, that's the ugliest nightgown I've ever seen in my life. Like, what's the thing <laughs> that on the That is the top? ugliest. <laughs> it's really hideous. <laughs> I'm like, why, girl? Come on. You, you, you want to fake your death in that? Come on. I thought you were classier than that. Shameful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Famke was good in the, the remake, too. They, they, oh, she's they great. Good, good casting for both yeah. these roles. Wonderful. But she was, like, plain evil in, in yeah. that remake. Yeah. yeah. There's a little more was... nuance here. Like, you really do think, yeah. well, maybe he is kind of, like, abusive. Maybe he did kill his other wives. You know? Right, no, it's, right. It's, it's a little sketch, so. You feel kind of bad when she gets thrown into the acid, whereas yeah. in the remake, it's like, okay, well, she's, like, just a plain evil yeah. woman. Who... She's, <laughs> this is just such a great little movie. I, I, I never it's... tire of it. I really don't. It's wonderful. You know, it's one of those movies that uh, people have been asking us for a while. When are you going to cover House on Haunted Hill? Because it's your name, yeah. you know? Uh, we wanted you. We're to like, wait. you know, give you, give it some time. You know, yeah. you know we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> we we had got plans. other things to do. Okay, we we had to t- exactly. talk about Killer Party. Okay, that's more important. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Dead silence. Yeah. <laughs> stay alive. All these formative films. Stay alive. <laughs> Hello. We covered Stay Alive before we covered House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> that's kind of sad. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Our priorities were all out out of whack. <laughs> eh, whatever. I can't believe we've been doing this for over two years. Oh my god, hundred episodes. Wow, more if you include our camp episodes. That's it's crazy. That is true. Yeah. Um, but officially, I officially yes. We this is our one hundredth centennial episode. I cannot believe it. When we first started, I was like, let's get to like ten, yeah. and then I was like, let's get to twenty, and then somehow we got to fifty, and I was like, okay. Um, take a look at us yeah. now. Take a look at us now. Still yeah. didn't get to a musical episode, but at some point we'll no. you know pull one out. I mean, it's really easy. I mean, you just um you just have to start at the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> when you read, you begin with Vincent A-B-B. Price. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the kids. You be j- 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 <laughs> okay. Hello. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> the hills are alive with the sound of music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to pick a better oh. key next time. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
one for the whole family, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fucking Julie Andrews always picking these terrible keys that nobody else can sing. No one else can sing like Julie. <laughs> they just can't. Hmm. You can have like a nice like you know Elaine so- Stritch key, you know, like just the hills are alive with the sound of music. <laughs> ah! Rise, 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 rise. rise. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more like Animal from the Muppets. Right. <laughs> I mean, Animal, Elaine Stritch, not really. There's not yeah. too much of a difference. They do sing in the same key, so it's not. They do. <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned about podcasting over 100 episodes? Oh, okay, Barbara Walters. This is really deep. Are you going to make me cry? <laughs> what you have you learned about podcasting? I can't, I can't do it. Barbara Walters, sorry. <laughs> Kevin, oh, what have you learned about podcasting? Thank you. Um, okay, uh, I have learned that um, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but people oh, don't seem to catch on. But I'm gonna let fake you fake it till you make it, baby. That's right. I'm faking it, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> oh, still haven't made it. But no. we keep faking it. <laughs> I mean, we got a hundred episodes somehow. I don't know how. Uh, um, that's we, that's an accomplishment, you know. I mean, that's the weird thing is that I'm. I'm I'm surprised that there is actually an audience for this because mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. when when, when you look at our nut nut numbers, they haven't yeah. really gone down. Like it's all about yeah. the same number of people have listened. So we must be doing something. We must be doing something, and because uh, we cover some real doozies that yeah. I'm surprised anyone wants to like hear anyone say anything about. Right, and uh, you know it's flattered that I mean... people want to hear us talk about these things that said there have been some episodes that have gotten more listens than others um oh, like yeah. i mean i mean uh, bloodbeat i don't think had many <laughs> which is a shame because it's a no. masterful art film in case you didn't know uh, samurai scissoring as we call it i yes. believe yes but then like With those power rangers battles and you know. i still know what you mm. did last summer has like a gazillion i'm like i don't know what is the appeal that one has here? a gazillion <laughs> like, i mean all the <laughs> All the Scream movies have a gazillion, which obviously, well. you know, it's, um, yeah. I think H2O did to... well, too, right? That was a, yeah, that was yeah. a big one. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I guess, like, the, I th- y'all just really love the 90s, I think. Is that what it is? Yeah. I, I think that's really that's what it comes down to. There, there's something about the 90s that grabs a lot of queers. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just campy, and most of True. the films are written by gay gay mm, men, and there's, right. you know, there's just, it, it, it hooks you in. But we try to cover the gamut, you know? We do. And uh, do a, a little bit of everything. I mean, we haven't done as much of this, like, 50s, 60s Mm-mm. stuff. We did a couple, but, yeah. you know, at some point. Yeah, we'll we did in- more Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which was also we did do Invasion of the Body Snatchers. not very well listened to, which I think we're both happy about. Because I remember Yeah, because it was not, not a very good like episode. It was good at all. <laughs> I just remember rambling on for, like, over two hours, and then somehow you, like, edited it down to, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> That was one of our weirdest ones. I don't know what was going on in our lives, but we were both just like, uh, this movie happened. And yeah, it was early. <laughs> we didn't really know how to talk about things. Not that we really know how to talk about things now, but like it's it was a learning experience. Absolutely. Um, what were some of the other members? I mean, the stepfather one that was, oh, uh, stepfather. You know? I was that, that was a shocker. I didn't expect to yeah. enjoy it as much. Um, I did not expect you to enjoy it as much as you did. I I was like, wait, I think this movie might be delightful. And, uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't know what was going on in my life. I think the world was just so dark then that Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? There are worse things in the world than 
a lukewarm remake. <laughs> oh, it's so true. That I mean, for that first year and a half-ish of the pandemic, like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know what month it was, no. what day it was. It was just like we were just walking through life in this yeah haze of you know it was uh, i can't tell you what we said in any of these episodes because i don't even know know what was going on in in life yeah it was just all this big blur and one day just connected to the next and the the, yeah to to the next week to the next month and pretty soon it was like we've done like 30 episodes i was like wait what yeah 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 (laughs) so what have you learned I've learned nothing. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I guess I've learned that uh, I, I can commit to something. That's something mm-hmm. because I'm not very good at committing to things in real life. Like I, I start a project and then I'm like, oh, nope, I'm bored with this. Let's go on to something else. <laughs> even even with this, I was like, okay, we'll do like 10 episodes. And I'm just like, okay, well, here we keep going. Um, so that's something, you know, and uh I've learned, I think, that how much age and experience impacts watching these films. Oh, um, yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these movies that I enjoyed as a kid, I'll go back and watch and be like, okay, well, that's different than I thought it was going to be, either in a positive or negative way. Or uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'll just visit something even from like five, ten years ago, and it will just be a totally different experience because it's just like our life experiences have changed so much and mm. so much goes into like like who you, who you are when you watch a movie and what your mood is and everything else and um so that that was that's been an experience watching these yeah it's so weird how movies stay the same and yet our interpretations of them will change and deepen or mm-hmm. lessen as they the years pass it's fascinating yeah it's true and you know People talk about like how like, this this movie has aged bad or aged uh, well, and it's like the movie didn't really change. You know, no, it's, yeah. it's 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 our experiences and who we are exactly. as people that have you know changed. And yeah, that is fascinating. Uh, it's it's just weird because and and then I have discovered that the ones that are really in it to win it though, they basically stay the same, but they just get yeah. better. Like this movie, yeah, I love as much as when I first saw it. I, I still think. It's oh great. yeah. I, I just rewatched this like five years ago mm. and I like it even more than I did then. It is yeah. a movie that I think is, it just gets better with the more mm-hmm. you just pick in. It just has these little details. I think yeah. that, and th- those are the best kind of movies that Absolutely. you can like really dig into the little um, nuances of everything and um, all the little catty bitching and just some of the one liners. <laughs> and it's, it's just, it's, it's a good time, you know, Absolutely. it's uh, um, yeah. It's also just been interesting to see just like how many horror films are just so gay, like just oh, so yeah gay like even if it's not overtly gay just how much homosexual undertones and like the the dialogue and the bitchiness and it's just Mm -hmm. uh this is a very queer genre and uh, i mean there's a whole documentary coming out about it but like even beyond the like overtly queer stuff it's just like it's just so gay (laughs) yeah it's so weird because when you're a kid and you're growing up and and you discover some of these movies for the first time you think i'm the only one that's ever seen this like no one else at school is talking about it your parents don't really talk Mm -hmm. about it much maybe they do um and you feel so alone but you feel like you've found this little gem that's only yours and then as you grow up certainly with social media um, you start to discover all these other kids had the same experience. They all saw these right. movies late at night on TV or they sn- snuck in when they weren't supposed to and had the same mm-hmm. experience. 
and it's this really great feeling of kind of like com- community and you start yeah. to feel like you're you're not alone like you're not the only one that thought hey that scene was kind of gay did anyone else think that and they're like yes finally someone else <laughs> agrees with me you know <laughs> it's really great House of Wax, that was a great episode. <laughs> Fucking amazing movie, man. I, I will defend that movie to my last breath. It's the best slasher since, it is. like, the 90s. Like, it's Why are people great. not screaming this from the rooftops? I don't I, understand. I don't get it. I don't get it, you know? Like, that was better than all the new ha- Halloweens, obviously. And um, even the new Scream, the the new yep, uh, yep. The Fear Streets. I thought this is this is the best one. That's the weird thing. We've had all this like slasher years. boom, but I'm still waiting for some great ones. Yeah. Some like really great ones anyway. Yeah, but me too. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. We're gonna get shit for this. Like uh, I thought um uh, there were some great ones. Why are you being so rude? Like, <laughs> I really like that Netflix original one that like five people saw that was terrible. There's someone in your house, but there's no one writing the script. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Subtitle, there's nobody writing the script. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Why can't they all be child's play, you know? Oh. Okay, yeah. Ne- Chucky, come on. Never mind. Technically, if we're talking slashers all around including yeah TV. you know it's a it's a slasher drama yes. comedy a thing slasher you know, it's drama comedy <laughs> satirical I can't thing. that's a thing yeah. but i love it yeah it's it's it's, it's amazing come on <laughs> drama queer coming of age story satire it's it, it's that's everything in a blender that i like <laughs> devon saw a renaissance vehicle <laughs> devon saw a character actor who knew? I can't wait to see who he's playing. I know. Wait, what the hell? Give me so good. I love it. But yeah, you know, big picture. Horror is gay. So yes. if you're offended <laughs> by that, why are you still listening? I mean, it really? does not mean that if you are straight, you cannot appreciate it. No. But we, we should still you. acknowledge how fucking gay it is. Yeah, it's pretty gay. We are talking about a film from 1959. Also a frustratingly conservative time. But that's why these movies exist, to break the mold. That's and, right. you know. Say, let your hair down a little bit. This was uh, post-World War II. Uh, A lot of anxiety about technology. Nuclear shit, you know, so you get a lot of the big uh, creature feature monster movies like Godzilla and Creature from the Black Lagoon and The Blob and them with these killer ants that are going to come and eat your head off. Also a lot of alien movies about, you know, these people from other worlds coming to invade your country and... uh, because we just had a war. Oh, yeah. Um, mixed with a lot of these gothic British Hammer films that are starting to kick off. You know, we got the Christopher Lee Dracula had just come out. And that was a big box office success. They also did a version of The Mummy and Curse of Frankenstein. And uh, those were really blowing up. But uh, I think William Castle saw that this was going on. And, uh, you know, he was like, he was you know, churning out these B-movies at the time. And he kept doing that. Uh, he's best known for, of course, like 13 Ghosts and The Tingler mm-hmm. and Straightjacket and Homicidal. Um, he also produced Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. which is amazing. One of the best horror films of all time, despite Polanski. But great film. Uh, what else? He was a master marketer, you know? He oh promoted God. all these movies with these gimmicks, oh, including sure. this one, which had a skeleton <laughs> flying across the theater, which I would die to see. Oh my God. It's kind of on my bucket list to see all of these movies that he made in the theater with the original gimmicks. Mm-hmm. That would be I know amazing. some theaters do them with the gimmicks, but it's yeah, so cool. I would love to go just to one like this. 
I think uh, John Waters said that like one of the reasons he wanted to make movies was because of this movie and specifically the gimmick at the end with the skeleton. He was like, this is why I want to make movies. So William Castle has inspired many people. Well, he also inspired, I mean, not directly tonally, but Hitchcock in terms of Hitchcock saw how much money this movie made. And he was like, I can make a horror movie. So then he got Psycho the following year. So, you know, here's uh, William Castle, formative horror voice. And then William Castle went and said, I could make Psycho, and he made Homicidal. <laughs> and then he made Homicidal. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're employing each other there, you know? Actually, really, like, Homicidal, Straight Jacket, and um, I Saw What You Did are all kind of just, like, it's, it's sort of like him <laughs> yeah. being like, I'm going to do Psycho, but in different ways. I could do Hitchcock, yeah. Joe Dante made that great uh, matinee film from mm, the 90s, yeah. too, that captures a lot of the William Castle antics and... Uh, it's got Omri Katz in it from Hocus Pocus in Erie, Indiana. Oh, and I guess uh, um, Popcorn kind of has like a similar vibe too. Like all yeah, those popcorn, duh. Little definitely, definitely gimmicks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bring he was great. Bring him back. You know, I, I yeah. really enjoy those. That'll get the butts in the seats. You know. Yeah. Well, bring back Dark Castle. Like, do yeah. some big budget Dark Castle stuff. They you were know? fun. Yeah, they were stupid, but they were fun. Stupid and fun. Sometimes that that's enough. You know, that's <laughs> that, that describes our podcast. You yeah. know, <laughs> uh, this movie was written by Rob White, who also wrote The Tingler and 13 Ghosts and Macabre and Homicidal with William Castle. <laughs> so they were a dynamic duo. Indeed. Exterior shots of this were filmed at the historic Ennis House in Los, An- Los Feliz, California, uh, which was designed designed by Frank Lloyd Wright and built in 1924. Mm. I would love to visit this house. Oh, it's gorgeous. It looks fucking like last night. I had to see what the in, the inside look looked like because because of course in the film they were on a set, but yeah. it's so cool on the inside too. It looks so neat for how formative this movie is. Like that house is not the typical haunted house no. like that you picture. You yeah. know, that's interesting. Uh, they were very smart that but way. Yeah, yeah, it's got this, I don't even know, like almost Greek, like Colosseum type look. Mm-hmm. To, I don't know how to describe it. You know, it's it's just very different from, almost looks like a theme park ride or something. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's uh, crazy. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, most of the interior shots were filmed um, on a soundstage. It was a big success financially, like I said. It was also... Partly inspired by Shirley Jackson's um, the, ha- the Haunting of Hill House, which had just come out, apparently, um, just, like, several months earlier. But that was also William Castle's thing. He could, like, get these movies up and going in, like, very quick time periods and with a very small budget. So that's why people liked—that's why the producers and the studios liked to work with him, because he could make these pretty competent films in with, like, no money and, um, you know, a, a very quick turnaround period. It's a skill, um, man. What I love about this movie— it is. What I love about this movie is that it feels like a play. You know, it's one oh, of those yeah. movies that, like, it, you could you could do this on stage. I'm sure it has been done on stage many times, um, but it should be done more because it's it just feels like this um, chamber piece the whole time. And I, yeah, those, are, I those are great. A lot of his movies are like that. You know, it's like, let's get, like, yeah. one main location, yeah. a handful of people, and just see what happens. And yeah, that does tend to it's... lend itself well to, like, a theatrical kind of vibe. It's good, and it's. I think when you know, especially this period when you couldn't rely on special effects or anything, you mm-hmm. had to rely on having a script that was kind of interesting and had characters that like were 
kind of, you know, doing things. Whereas now I feel like people lean really hard on style. Yeah. Like they're like, I can, I can do this really, uh, uh, visually, you know, different movie, but I don't really need to care about the script at all. You know? Yeah. And that's, I mean, you, you really do see that a lot. I mean, even the indie films now, like all the ones that were really big at Sundance and all the big festivals they're really well made they're beautifully shot and right. they look right. more expensive than they were but usually the scripts are like mm, like i feel nothing not good. watching this i i can't remember you know the last like major studio horror film that had a good script like probably the invisible man oh at yeah, least that was, that was pretty good yeah but like uh, other than that like there just has not been that much and that's i don't know it's sad it's a bit of a shame yeah it is Back in our time, we had things called scripts and actors that weren't f- influencers on Instagram. <laughs> it was a good time. Back when they released, I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> oh, that was a the beautiful script. summer. Oh, that was a great script. <laughs> there was a twist involving the capital of Brazil. You did not see coming. Ben, son? Ben, son? <laughs> if you know, you know. You know, <laughs> surprised that didn't win any screen uh, guild awards or, or writers guild awards. There we go. I watched it in black and white. Did you watch it in black and white? Yeah, we talked about watching it in color, and then I thought that just seems rude, yeah. so I decided not to. Yeah, just feels like one of those movies that was made to be watched in black and white. Yeah, I don't know. And there's a really just, good uh... black and white print on Shutter, nice and HD yeah. and crispy. Ah, this was released in theaters February 17th, 1959, uh, with a budget of $200,000. I have no idea what that is translated to inflation, but it made $2.5 million, which seems like a lot compared to the budget. So Mm. there you go. The main image in the display showed a woman hanging from a noose uh, with the other end of the rope held aloft by a gigantic grinning skeleton. It was included, it also included an image of Vincent Price holding a woman's decapitated head. Uh, some newspapers at the time said that image was too gruesome. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so rather than, uh, you know, uh, pulling back, the producers basically just played that up in all the advertisement. And they were like, this is the most frightening thing you've ever seen. And look, <laughs> everybody says so. <laughs> Controversy sells tickets, y'all. Critics, I, I don't, I couldn't find too much from the original critics, but like, you know, retrospectively, it's still very... Um, good on Rotten Tomatoes. It says uh, the consensus is a campy by modern sta- or campy by modern standards, but spooky and atmospheric. House on Haunted Hill is a fun, well-executed cult classic featuring a memorable performance from genre icon Vincent Price. Yeah, all true. I would say, but we have true. some retrospective ones here. Um, George Bork of the Boston Globe says, unlike the majority of recent horror films, which have depended on mutilations or monsters or for chills. This reverts to a fundamental fundamentals. No, this reverts to the fundamentals of the ghost stories: fear of the unknown. Mm. Uh, Variety says there is some good humor in the dialogue, which not only pays off well, uh, but provides a release for laughter, so it does not explode in the suspense sequences. You gotta have the humor, you know. Yeah. Gotta make me laugh, mm-hmm. as RuPaul says. You gotta have that in there, or else it just gets boring and uh, doesn't feel yeah. like real life because. People make jokes in real life. At least cool people make jokes in real life. Yeah. It's uh, like the sort of one note hysteria doesn't really work. Like, that's why, like, there's all these movies now that are so depressing because it's just constant, like, just drab. And you're just like, oh, just can someone crack a joke, please? Uh, This this movie has a good balance with that, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, We got 
jokes. Uh, we got bitching. We got cattiness. We got Nora screaming her fucking head off. <laughs> it's, what have, more could you want? You know? uh, um, wine vats full of acid. Oh, <laughs> just randomly. <laughs> I mean, what house is complete without one? Really? <laughs> the architect was like, well, you got to have that vat of acid down there. <laughs> I mean, I, I always forget that they do sort of explain it. They're like, well, the guy yeah. that used to live here, like he got mad at his wife. So he decided to take out the wine and just fill it with acid. I'm like, how much acid could he possibly fill that with? My but God. then they just they just left it there. Yeah, like nobody tried it. to remove it. Or anything. I'm like, you want to drain that before you try to sell this thing or rent it out to parties? I mean, that's not that's a liability. If someone falls in there, yeah. you know, right. they're going to close right. that shit down. That skeleton is a real skeleton, a real human skeleton, oh. apparently. Uh, they said it was cheaper to buy a real human skeleton than uh, try to have one created by the special effects department. That is what I've been told. I've always found that shocking, but it, I think yeah. it's true because I think they did the same thing I, with Pol- yeah. Poltergeist, too, when they have all the skeletons at the end. They were like, mm-hmm. we have to get the mm-hmm. real ones because they're less expensive. Yeah. Uh, the opening scare soundtrack of this was so effective that it actually started off this whole novelty um, thing of releasing records of just spooky sounds and sound effects and mm-hmm. music that was commonly used for Halloween and Halloween parties. Really? So that's pretty cool. That's what started this, huh? This is what IMDb tells me. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> who knows? I used to love those things because they were genuinely scary. Like, if, if you listen to those in the dark... Like that was it was bone chilling. Mm-hmm. When I was it's like under six. your skin, <laughs> it's pretty scary, and therefore very mature. Yes. <laughs> um, this is also Cassandra Peterson, Elvira's favorite film. Ah, oh, great I can taste. See that. I can see that definitely. Great taste. According to this, ten thousand dollars would be ninety-two thousand dollars as of twenty twenty-two. Oh. I mean, so that's, the remake, that's didn't, didn't he say it was like a million a piece? <laughs> I think so. I mean, come on. Let's step it up. <laughs> it was the 90s. You got to pump everything up to like a 50s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but see, staying in this haunted hill, like, it's pr- probably worth about 10, 10, 10, 10 thou. But I think staying so. in the one from the 90s version, like, I would need a mill. I really would. Oh, I'd be yeah. like, this is not worth my time because these people are scary. No. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? Uh, what's going on? What's happening? Well, there's a house, and a lot of bad things have ha- happened there. Would you say the house is on a hill of sorts? You could say that. You could say that, okay. yes. I don't know if it's All officially right. Haunted Hill, but it is for the purpose of this movie. Okay. Because there's this dude named Watson Pritchett. A great name. Mm-hmm. I love everybody's name yeah. in this. Just great names. And <laughs> great. He is sort of like like one of the owners of the house now or something, and and hit, like mm-hmm. a lot of people died there, including like his family member or something. It's like his sister or something, maybe. His brother, I think. Brother, okay. Uh, yeah, people something died. Like yeah, people died. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. And it wasn't pretty. He's trying to warn us, and um, and then here comes Frederick Lauren, who is this millionaire guy, who has invited all these people to this party yeah. for his his wife yeah and it's his fourth wife annabelle so the yeah. others we don't know what happened to the other ones they just they disappeared um mysteriously i also like that we get 
not one, but two floating heads at the beginning. Yeah, listen, That's nice. this movie is already providing within the first two minutes of the movie two floating heads. Okay, mm-hmm, that's called art, mm-hmm. is what that is. Yeah. And so he's rented this house for her birthday party or something, and um, like he promises to give everybody $10,000 if they can stay the entire night. But the problem is, is that the doors will be locked at midnight, so they have to make the choice pretty mm-hmm. quickly. And all the windows are going to be barred, so there's no phones or radios, yeah. so they'll be trapped. It's got kind of an Agatha Christie and then there were none kind of vibe here. Everybody being yep. invited to this house, which is, you know, been formative for so many other films too, like Clue and yeah. uh, the Haunting, the Haunting. You know, there's so many films that go. It's, it's a great setup though. I love it's it because you get these strangers, you get all these strangers and you don't know who they are. And it's kind of interesting to kind of get to know them as the movie plays out and you learn things about them. And it's, it's just, a, it's a great set up yeah yeah because the uh the the guests we have a pilot named lance schroeder homosexual and... <laughs> professional homosexual <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's like a, a a newspaper columnist named ruth bridges lesbian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um extraordinaire and mm-hmm. there's a psychiatrist dr trent who <laughs> dr trent. his favorite word is hysteria he always thinks everyone's mm-hmm having a bout of hysteria yeah, he's the the token straight guy here yeah and there's nora manning who apparently works for one of frederick's companies and um then you also have the owner of the house watson pritchard and so they all kind of go in there they don't know each other and um they're kind of trying to get to know each other once they come in and then like a chandelier falls and like almost like kills them <laughs> and they're like mm-hmm. like oh no what Watson's a little off his marbles here. You know, he's a... Uh, I think he might have pre before he came in. He's already, like, a little drunk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's already kind of at a 10 here, you know? What's <laughs> the scene where they're all, like, in the, like, living room, and he opens up that, like... It's, like, a secret compartment in, like, one of the couches where there's, like, a butcher knife, and he grabs yeah. it. He's like, this is what she used to kill my brother. It's like, put the knife down. Also, why is that still there? Shouldn't that be evidence? Why is that still right. here? What's going on with that? Right. Why is he here, anyway? Yeah. I, I, well, who knows? He's just bringing down the party, man. He's just... I think he, he, he's trying to get revenge or something, but it's like, you, you can't fight ghosts. No. And he knows that. Yeah, and like, his main shtick in this is just like, the ghosts are coming. They've taken <laughs> her. They're gonna take you next, or maybe me. I, I like when he's giving the guided, like, guided tour of like the house, mm. and he's like, well, here's where somebody fell into acid, yes. and over here is where... <laughs> you see that somebody stain up there? The That's blood. <laughs> and then it falls yeah. on... Uh, Ruth. Yeah, but Ruth can. That's like her yeah. her main character. She keeps getting this like spots on her, and she keeps trying to wipe it out. And she's like Lady Macbeth over here. She's like out oh, damn spot. And you know what? That's a metaphor for her closeted what? lesbianism. Oh, it makes mm. so much sense. Yeah, she's like I'm trying so to get so rid good. of it, but she can't. She can't. And there's also like some reason. At some point, doesn't someone say like Why are you here? And she's like I need to be here because like it's 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 almost implied like someone has dirt on her. Or something. Mm, yeah. It's kind of suspicious. Which is another very Agatha Christie yeah. you know, type setup. Everybody's got these secrets that's, uh, but, and maybe they, some of them do know each other as we yeah. find out that's. Uh, there, yeah, there are uh, some relationships that have been forged way before uh, yeah, they came yeah. to Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But another relationship that's in a, a 
interesting spot are the Lorens. Uh, because yeah. you see, Frederick um, thinks that his wife Annabelle tried to poison him at one point to get all of his money. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and um, and he's also kind of thinks that, like, she's having an affair with, like, everybody. And... This whole scene is just amazing. Like, it's I just really every great. line is so good. There's like, why didn't you? Why didn't you invite our friends? And he's like, friends? Do we have any friends? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's really great. It's this, this, this great back and forth, and you're sort of so, wondering uh, like uh, why he got married. Of all to my her. wives, yeah. Why did he, of all my wives are the least agreeable? And she's like, but I'm still alive. <laughs> it's just, it's great. <laughs> so you can tell there's going to be some uh, some problems here, and you know, here comes yeah. Mr. Pritchard just talking about the ghosts all the time and um yeah. and he he says he he's um he spent one night there and he was like almost dead when um mm-hmm. like when they found found him and like you said he gives the tour and shows the acid mm-hmm. which we talked about was originally a vat of wine that one of the owners mm-hmm. decided to replace with acid to kill his wife and uh mm-hmm. and then lance and nora kind of stay behind in the basement where there's the a- acid vault and they start to talk and he's all like so why are you here and she's like well my fa- my family was in a car accident so i have to like earn all the bread you know and um and so they decide to ex- explore the basement and then lance somehow gets locked in this empty room and hit mm-hmm. hit in the head by someone or something mm-hmm. And Nora's, like, trying to get in the room and, like, banging on the door. And, like, all the lights go out in the basement. And then she looks around. And in this dark, empty doorway, this, like, creepy yeah. ghost-looking woman starts coming through the shadows. <laughs> and then, She's like, a relative of our goes dear away. friend Mary Shaw. Yeah, she you looks know, very said. Mary Shaw. The, 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 um, the scene where Lance is looking around, it feels very, like, I don't know, formative for a lot of horror films too because he like he checks one door and he's like oh there's nothing here and yeah. then he checks another door it's like nothing here and then the third door is like something comes out it's like yeah. how many times has that been done Absolutely. in horror yeah. films like uh, over the years like it's I mean, it's what surprises me with this movie is how effective some of the scare, scarier parts are like there there is actual yeah. mood and tension yeah there's yeah there there is there is and, and um, a lot i think a lot of films from this era like you watch them and you're like well that's not scary at all yeah. but like there are more moments in this that some creepy still shit have stick to the, yeah even after like all the decades of like shit that we've seen, yeah. like there's still moments in here that you know. Pat on, they need to pat on the back for this. This is mm-hmm. good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, pat on the groin. Yes, yes. <laughs> right to the vat of acid, and uh, <laughs> and then this like sort of ghost di- disappears, and the door opens, and sh- and um and and she like runs out and like tries to get everyone, and um. And then, like, they go in and they find Lance, and and he's like, "I was hit a hit on the head. What could have happened?" And they're like, "We don't know." And then they're alone again, and they start to think, "Okay, now how could someone have gotten in here with me?" Because it was a completely empty room. So they decide to go into the next room, and they start like knocking on the wall, and they find out that a part of the wall is hollow, so it connects with the next room. Mm. So one of them goes into one of the rooms, and the other is in the other. And they're knocking. And when Nora is knocking on the door or on the wall, she comes back up and this creepy lady is just standing there like with her <laughs> teeth and gnarling like just yeah. and then she just floats out of the room <laughs> and she's like, uh, what the fuck? 
Um, and then like everyone just thinks she's crazy. Like they're like, you didn't yeah. see that. You don't see anything. And they're like, <laughs> maybe she should like go to her room and freshen up. And so yeah. Annabelle finally shows up when um, Nora's going upstairs and she's like, hello, I'm Annabelle. I'm throwing this party. Let me show you my, to your my ball gown. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> and she shows her to her room and she's all like, my husband Frederick probably wants to have me killed and I would just watch out if I were you. He's very dangerous. And she's like, oh shit, like this place is just, yeah. this is not a fun party at all. She's like setting all these little uh, mind game things mm-hmm. to make it seem like that she's totally innocent and that her yeah. husband is the terrible one. And uh, it's smart. Oh, yeah. You know, she's a shift, shifty little she vixen is. here. Yeah. And then she basically does the exact same thing to Lance. She, she She's like, mm-hmm. hello, I'm Annabelle. Stay away from my husband. He's very dangerous. <laughs> well, notice how she, like, kind of tries to seduce him and she's, like, touching him. And he's, he doesn't really care because, you know, no. he's, he's a homosexual. He's <laughs> a homosexual, yes. <laughs> but, he, but he does have that, like, moral complex of, like, I'm the straight white man, so I got to go save the day here. But, you know, it's like, whatever. <laughs> he's, he's very ineffective though he doesn't really yeah 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 he keeps getting hit on the head and (laughs) you know pushing the closets for like half of the last act he is trapped in a closet just like hello hello (laughs) which is a metaphor for his homosexuality (laughs) (laughs) this movie has so many layers oh my god trapped in the closet the lance story (laughs) and uh so then it's about time for midnight and everyone comes back downstairs and it's the last sees, midnight. Um, oh shit! But no, first, okay. So uh, Nora's getting ready for yep. uh, going back downstairs, and she opens up her suitcase mm-hmm. and she finds a decapitated head, and she's like, mm-hmm, ah! Mm-hmm. And she runs out and she tries to like tell everybody, but for some reason she doesn't tell them right away because it's time for the big uh, midnight thing, and so mm-hmm, she kind of mm-hmm. keeps it to to herself for a bit, and. Um, and then they hand out these little coffins, and in inside there are guns, yeah. and mm, not cute, not so cute. No, and um, and you get a gun, and you get a gun. This is like Texas up in here. This is the worst episode of Oprah ever. Um, do they just like hand out guns to people I in Texas, like when they're they born? Do. It seems like it. I think the doctor has to just hand one to the toddler, just like here you go. <laughs> Makes sense. And they're like, uh, my hands are slippery. I don't even know how to how to use them. And they're like, it's okay. You're gonna you're, figure it you're out, gonna kid. learn, kid. Don't worry. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then um, he's uh, Frederick's like, you might have to use this on some ghosts later, or maybe someone else. And um, and. Watson's like this. These won't work on ghosts, you know. And um, oh, <laughs> the, the 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 caretaker and oh the wife come down. <laughs> she still looks like this just ridiculous ghoul with like popping white eyes, and and he's just like, oh well, here's the caretaker and the his wife. She's blind. They're like, oh okay, cool, yeah. okay, and and and. Um, and then it's at some point I think the caretaker has frightened Nora too, and and yeah. and it's like leave now he's going to kill you, for some reason I don't know why he's decided to say that, but I I don't know who knows motivations are yeah. a little tricky in it's, this movie you know don't it's... overthink it and um and they're gonna lock up at midnight but they decide to leave before m- midnight and Nora's mm-hmm. like I want to leave this money's not worth it there's a severed head would you all like to see one of those heads. And, um, and, and, and they're like, we're good. And, um, 
And so she tries to leave, and they're like, the door is locked. They're like, can we just break out? It's like, it's made of steel. You can never get out, and there's bars on the windows. Mm. We're going to have to stay here until dawn. And um, and so they're all like, oh, crap. So everyone goes to sleep, and they're like, whoever leaves is going to show proof that they're um, you know, a, a bad person, or they're up to no good because mm-hmm. you shouldn't leave. And then at one point they hear a scream at night and uh, they find that Annabelle has hung herself in a nightgown. Dun, dun, dun. But you see, how did she get up there? Because mm-hmm. it's really hard to get up there. So clearly someone killed her. And, um, and, then, and then Nora like goes off for a bit and they can't find her because at first they think the scream is Nora because you know she's been screaming all fucking night so like, like <laughs> obviously kind of Nora. Thing, you know? yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> she goes Nora again, again. <laughs> yeah. and uh and then Lance finds her and she's like someone I couldn't see who try tried to strangle me I think it was Mr. Lauren and he's like oh no that can't be good and so now everyone kind of thinks it's Frederick they're like it's gotta be him and so they tell her, like, stay out of sight so that whoever did this will think that you're dead. And so she, she stays in her room with her with her with her with her gun, you know, um, mm-hmm. probably not a wise choice to give her a gun, but OK. And uh, <laughs> and so then they're like, we all we should all just stay in our rooms. And um, then eventually, like, Annabelle's ghost comes to Nora in the middle of the night, like from yeah, this is this is a... I don't know how they did this. <laughs> like, I don't either. It's really because cool, there's though. this there's this like rope that like comes on the floor like yeah. a snake and just like wraps Slows around her, her, you know. It it's like uh, if this is not real, I don't know how this happened, but it's okay. Good, it's a good trick, and like Annabelle's it's corpse a great is just trick. like billowing yeah. in the wind outside, mm-hmm. and then she just like mm-hmm. kind of retreats into the darkness <gasps> with the rope. Is this? The Annabelle the Doll origin story? I think it might be. We can say it is. <laughs> okay. Maybe. So <laughs> All right. Annabelle is really possessed by a bitchy gold digger. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> now I'm really upset they don't let her talk. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Darling, the only ghoul here is you. <laughs> oh my god. It's a gold mine. Um, and then there's like all these like um uh eventually uh oh shit. What what's his name? Um there's oh, like oh, an um, organ that's like playing itself yeah, at one point too. And, she like uh, runs out of the room with the gun. And the mm-hmm. organ starts to, to, to play, and, and she sees mm-hmm. Annabelle hanging from the rafters again, and then this, like, weird yeah. hand looks like an ape, like, tries to grab her, <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> I still don't know what that's about. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then the doctor leaves his room and goes to see mm-hmm. Annabelle, and you're like, what? what's his mm-hmm. deal? Is he, like, a necrophile? Going what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then um, he opens up the drapes where she's, you know resting and he's like the plan went perfectly and she's like get me out of this hanging harness and and you're like what she's been alive oh the whole God. time the whole time oh what and um she's like yes this plan is perfect do you think the girl will kill him and he's like yes she's so hysterical she'll shoot him the moment that he arrives and everything worked perfectly and uh and so like 
Nora goes into the basement and Frederick follows after her and she turns and sees him and just shoots him immediately. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm dead. Oh, no. And then she runs up screaming like she always does. As as she does. And Mm -hmm. then here comes the doctor just like chilling in the darkness and he comes out and he gets Frederick's body, opens up the vat of acid. And then all of a sudden the lights go out and you hear this this big scuffle and you're like, what happened? And then Mm -hmm. Annabelle's like, I need to go check and see if this worked. So she goes down to the Mm -hmm. basement in her flowing nightgown and she's like, uh, hello, is anybody here? Because she sees nothing. (laughs) And then all of a sudden this, like all the lights go out, all the doors slam shut. She can't get out. Mm -hmm. And then the skeleton rises from the acid and starts to talk like Frederick. He's like, hello, my darling. Like <laughs> this is like the best scene so in great. any horror movie ever it's because it's just like ten minutes of her just like being <laughs> like like the skeleton will put his hand on her and she's like ah and then, <laughs> and then just like slowly marching towards her and she's just yeah. screaming the whole time her her face is oh, just great <laughs> it's so ridiculous I mean listen they commit to this everyone involved commits oh, to this so ridiculousness good. and it's great like the me- the so music is at like a twenty. Like, it's just... Oh, it's amazing. It's so great. And the skeleton yeah. kind of edges her closer to the vat of acid and finally just, mm-hmm. like, lightly touches her and she just falls in. <laughs> she just falls in. And then boil, boil, bo- <laughs> boil, she's dead. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then we see that this was a skeleton puppeted by Fred <gasps> Fre- Frederick because he knew... Dun, dun, dun. He knew that she was going to do this. She He knew that she was banging the doctor and they had this plan. And she thought she was so clever, but it turns out they were both double-crossing each other. And then in, in the meantime, poor Lance has gone investigating, and he gets t- trapped in, like, this secret hallway, and he's, like, banging on the door, and they finally yeah, he's there for a long time. And everyone that's left comes and, like, goes to his aid and breaks him out, and Nora's like, I just shot Mr. Lauren. Let's go f- see him. And they're like, What? And when they get to the cellar, Frederick's there, and she's like, uh, I shot you. And he's like, well, I loaded your gun with blanks because, you know, you're, like, kind of a a bit of a risk. And um, he explains the whole thing that, you know, the doctor and his wife had tried to plot this thing against him and that um, they're now in the vat of acid. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> and he has a line that's like, I need to find out, uh, like, I, I guess – something about like the the courts will decide if he was like guilty or something and then he just like leaves justice system yeah you don't know if he you don't know if he's gonna like go turn himself in or if he's just gonna like go get a get a glass of wine or something who knows I'm assuming the wine it's like yeah like we well we still have four more hours left in this house so we might as well enjoy it he's He's also this like master inventor, and he has this giant like demented puppet puppeteering system yeah. that like Rude Goldberg weird system that can like do whatever the fuck kind he badass. wants with it, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And then Watson's just like, well, that that's two more for the house, two more <laughs> bodies, <laughs> and then it's like they're coming for me now. Maybe they'll come for you. And then it's all like. (laughs) 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 And then the door just closes. Because apparently the front door has been open this whole time. (laughs) I don't know. They just haven't left. (laughs) They could have just left. (laughs) 
<laughs> but that's the end. That's the irony oh, of it all. <laughs> what a great movie. Literally a, just a joyful film. Just the greatest. Nothing makes any sense. No. But it's amazing. I don't know. Like, I, so much is unresolved. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Just give me more Vincent Price. It's like an hour and 15 <sighs> minutes. What more do you want? It's so short. It's it's so short. And it, it packs packs a punch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Formative. I love a like house that has a bunch of secret corridors in it, oh, too. I would love to best. live in a house like that sometime. Oh, oh me too. Amazing. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. I think this is probably maybe one of the most formative movies in my life. I can still remember yeah. seeing it for the first time. I remember loving everything about it. I would actually take my action figures and like recreate the entire movie. <laughs> and I always had like a big gl- glass full of water and that was the vat of acid. Mm-hmm. Oh, so much fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, this movie's so great. Formative, formative, formative. Mm-hmm. Um, that is why we are the homos on Haunted Hill. That's right. right? It took a hundred episodes, but now you know. It's an homage. It's campy, it's funny, but it's mm-hmm. still got a really great atmosphere and vibe that mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. movies don't have now. Like it's still g- genuinely no. creepy at times. I can't explain yeah. it. It's a uh, peak Vincent Price mm-hmm. here, and uh, ah, if you've never seen it, you gotta yeah. check it maybe, out. Maybe maybe some of y'all refuse to watch anything in black and white, yeah. so go watch it. Don't <laughs> be like that. Don't be one of those fools. Do we have a couple overlooked gems Do to we wrap up? Ever. Do we ever? Mm-hmm. Uh, mine this week is called What's the Matter with Helen? Um, it's not a, <laughs> nice. a musical. It should be. There's musical no, numbers. No. Um, but mm-hmm. it is about two middle-aged women played by, wait for it, Shelley Winters and Debbie Reynolds together at last. All-star cast oh, my together God. again. Oh, it's just del- delightful. And both of their sons were convicted of murdering people and so they kind of become these pariahs in their town. So they decide to leave and go form like a dance school. And mm-hmm. uh, and then it seems like Helen is sort of starting to lose her marbles a bit. And <laughs> and so like one of them wants to have kind of a, norm, a normal life with like a new boyfriend and stuff and work at the school. And Helen just isn't really acclimating well to this new life. And she starts going crazy and it's there's a lot of jealousy involved and eventually she's gonna snap you just don't know when but when she snaps you better watch out buckaroo oh it's so good and there's tap dancing scenes you can't go wrong with tap dancing come on exorcist 2 come on oh please best part of the movie really Mine is also an oldie a very oldie this is um freaks from 1932 Mm, going way back here um this is, uh, you know, a set a circus, and this beautiful trapeze artist agrees to marry the leader of a uh, the sideshow performers, um, but his friends discover that she is only marrying him for his inheritance. Uh, it's really good. Uh, it's not exploitative in the way that I think people would think it would be for this movie that's about you know people that are you know kind of deformed mm-hmm. essentially, you know, uh, physically. Uh, and uh, it's it, it, it was sort of the basis of American Horror Story Freak Show to a large degree, but like, um, it just it, it does really well portraying these characters in uh in a, a like a, a light that makes you care for them, um, empathetic way, 
and uh, there's all the stuff about like class disparity and yada yada yada. It doesn't really become a straight out horror film until like near the end, um, which is not what I was expecting. I was like, okay, people consider this like one of the greatest horror films. It was just gonna be this like big blood and guts fest type thing, but like. Um, it's it's really just this really good like human study about these characters and like them trying to get you know living in the circus and everything else so um for that reason it is really wonderful and just it, the script is really good and this is a film from 1932 like when most movies did not have like amazing scripts at this point you know this is a uh, pretty this is i think pre-code right because that was oh, yeah. 19 i forgot when that came yeah, into I don't the think 30s at some point this would have made it in the postcode world no and that's yeah um that damn hollywood code it it ruined Uh, so many things but uh, but yeah it's 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 good stuff it's a it's an oldie but worth checking out um a lot of these yeah uh, the the classics are classics for a reason like we said Mm -hmm. they withstand the withstand the test of time um it does make me wonder sometimes like um how many films great films have just been lost to time and that's kind of sad to think about um, well, because I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I've always yeah, but... felt like every film eventually gets its day, you know. Eventually, but it's I think that's true for like more modern stuff. But like older stuff, like that came out in the '30s and '40s, like it just doesn't really exist anymore. So it's like you can't really. It, it's not going to get its day because it's not really out there. I think that's and a lot it's, of the... it's so important to make sure that these are always available. You know, they're always on DVD, yeah, or yeah. Blu-ray. Yeah. Especially these well, days with streaming, to... you know, where they don't stream yeah. e- everything, unfortunately. Right. And a lot of, up until like the past few decades, like the people who were deciding what was a classic and what wasn't were mostly straight white men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's I feel like there have been all these films that probably we would appreciate as queer people right. that have been lost to time that yeah. are only just recently starting to maybe get some. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard. That's 100 episodes, folks. Oh, my God. I'm exhausted. My weary bones. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> Who knows how many more we'll do, you know? We'll keep going until we you know, want to shoot ourselves. And yeah. <laughs> We've got our Which could be tomorrow. It could be, you know, a, a month. Ready. It could be a year. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how the world is going, you, you never know. Yeah. With, with this Supreme Court, with this Supreme Court, who knows? Yeah. You know, it's... <laughs> well, as always, you know, you can follow us, Facebook, Twitter, H-O-H-H podcast. Yes. Uh, Instagram, homos on Haunted Hill. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. That would be lovely. Thank you to those who have. Please be nice if you do. We appreciate it. Um, and as always, we appreciate all of you sticking with us for however many episodes you have been with us. Oh, that is you so wonderful. Much. You know? Yeah, we really do a- appreciate it. Y'all are just a good group. Yeah. I want to figure out what we're doing movie-wise. We might go back to themes eventually. I don't know. We'll you see. Never know. We have to think about it. Yeah, we'll see. give us some feedback. Did you like the themes? Do you like it more willy-nilly? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. What do you want? I do like a willy. Yeah, well, listen. I like a willy, and I do like a nilly. So did Vincent Price. He liked his willies. <laughs> We're going to bring full circle here. He loved him willies. He loved him nillies. He loved him willy vanillies. Willy, willy, I can't say it. <laughs> willy vanillies. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm having a stroke. It's okay. <laughs> Millie vanillies is what I was trying to say. <laughs> His favorite band, if you didn't know. <laughs> that was his deathbed confession. <laughs> I love Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli. And cock. I love cock. Cock. <laughs> didn't have he enough only told of it. His, he only told his daughter that, but... <laughs>
Come closer, dear. Come closer, dear. I love love cock. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap wrap up this episode. Yeah. (laughs) I hope he's getting a lot of good cock up up wherever he is now. Oh, me too. I hope he's getting plowed real good. You go, Vinny. He was so hot, Vincent Price. I got a thing for him. I really do. Yes, he was. All right. Well, have a have a Fourth of July. Like, do whatever you want with it. You know, don't yeah. don't celebrate if you don't want to, but you do whatever you feel like. Yeah. Um, I suggest watching a bunch of stupid campy movies instead too. of you know celebrating America because mm-hmm. what's there to celebrate? You know? yeah. Not this year. Nope. Maybe next year. Okay. Well, that's all. Watch out for the ghouls. Goodbye.